Congress uh, the Environmental Subcommittee to order. And before we get started, I'd like to recognize Senator Clarin and open for prayer. Thank you, Senator. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be alive and to witness another beautiful day that you have blessed us with. We thank you for the opportunity to serve. We thank you for being present with us as we take care of the business of the people of South Carolina. We ask that you allow everything that we do and say to be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Senator Johnson. Just in the way of housekeeping, I think we've got to clear this room by 9.30 this morning uh, to start a new meeting. I um, don't think we'll take that long. Um, before us this morning is uh, um, H3222, dealing with waste tires. And Mr. Hogan, can you kind of give us once over? Yes, sir, uh, Mr. Chairman. This bill, um, first of all, deals with the nature of the violation. Currently, it's uh, it's willfully, and this will add gross negligence or recklessness to that. Uh, the type of violation is currently a violation of regulation, but this will add permit, permit condition, or final determination order uh, to that as it's implemented. Um, it will add denial, suspension, and revocation to the departmental disposition of, uh, of permit and registration. There is increased departmental responsibility in this area. They will promulgate regulations promoting health and safety as related to waste tires. They will administer permits, registrations, and orders related to waste tires, conduct inspections and investigations, uh, obtain records of waste tire processing, storage, and hauling, They'll obtain samples. They'll conduct research on the operation and maintenance of a waste tire facility. <clears throat> a facility can be suspended from accepting waste tires if they take in more tires than their permitted capacity. Uh, they'll receive an initial warning with seven days to correct the violation. The second written warning is in 21 days and it will reduce to 80% of their uh, permitted capacity. After 21 days, a suspension by written notice uh, and removal from the waste tire uh, rebate facility list, and the suspension will remain in effect until the waste tire inventory is reduced to 8%. Uh, the circumstances for lifting of the suspension are a departmental verification that the quantity is not exceeding 80% and that no additional citations for material violations have been issued. During the suspension period, um, regarding additional waste tires, each, each tire received would be deemed a separate violation, and it may be deemed a willful violation uh, per 4496-100, which you have attached on the uh, second page of the summary. There is, of course, no, no prohibition against processing uh, and, and sales of the product during the uh, suspension period. The waste tire rebate facility list is uh, new in the code of laws based upon this based upon this bill. Uh, it will be permitted by the department. It will fulfill the requirements of a waste tire recycling facility. It includes facilities outside South Carolina that similarly comply with requirements in their state. And facilities with a revoked or suspended permit will be removed from the list by the department. Uh, section three is the savings clause, and of course, this bill will take effect upon approval of the governor. Do we have anybody signed up? <laughs> Mr. Chairman, we, we only have uh, on this list, we only have DHEC available if there are questions. Okay. 
I guess, uh, does anyone on the committee have any comments or before we get started? I think, uh, David, David, somebody from DA, y'all could come on up. Oh, I'm sorry. Sure. But I guess my first, and welcome to the committee. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Absolutely. Oh, I guess my first, on the uh, seven days and the 21 days, no, is that business days or just straight? Those are calendar days. Calendar days. So really a seven days, three to five days. Okay. That was one thing that stood out. Does this, when I go buy tires, they charge me $2, I think. Tire that's right. That's for right. disposal. Yes. Sir. Does this in any way affect the tire, the local, my local tire dealer? It, it does. It does. Um, but in a good way, we think. Okay. The tire dealer charges the two dollars, and he gets to keep a portion of that if he sends it to a uh, permitted tire recycler. If he sends the old tire to the recycler, what the rebate list does is um, help us keep that list up to date to help those retailers know where they should or should not send their tires. Okay. Um, we, you know, we had an instance where a tire processor accumulated lots and lots of tires and we spent lots of money to clean it up. This gives the retailers a short list. We communicate with the Department of Revenue who sends that out to their retailers, their taxpayers, and they get that list. I know we ran into that in Anderson County. We are. Back and forth working with y'all now, trying to come to some. My farm spent three days later. <laughs> and we, um, in fact, we gave a start letter um, Monday evening to get started on that cleanup that they've been awarded right. a million dollars to clean up. This, it, it was the same company as the Marks. Exactly. Yes, it was the same company. Yes, it was. Let's see. Does anybody else on the committee have any comments or questions for our folks at the DA? While they're here. Senator. Senator, Senator, Senator McCormick. Thank you all for being here today. I was on my way actually to, to Buford this weekend and I saw a tire facility off to my right, off of 125 maybe. And what I liked about it was that there was a nice fence around it and it, and it looked clean. The tires were apparently stacked correctly. I'm, I'm of German descent and I like neatness and you know, cleanliness. And as I was driving, I saw that and, and I knew this was coming up, so I had read it. And uh, I, I just like the look of that. I don't know whether those people are following the law or not, because as, as Senator uh, from Charleston has indicated before, there was a lot of problems in South Carolina with them heaped up everywhere and potential fire damage and all that. But that actually looked to me like a clean facility. Is that kind of a, a premier or a template for what, what we're looking for in South Carolina? It is. I, I suspect what you were looking at was a used tire dealer. And during our last revision that y'all were kind enough to approve for us, we set in place some stipulations for how used tires should be managed. Because if a DHEC inspector goes to the facility and there's a giant pile of tires, they don't know which ones are resellable and which ones are not resellable. And so we put the stipulation in that they would have to be what we call wrapped and stacked. So the inspector could look at that and determine, yes, that's that tread life. And those are not waste tires, those are used tires. So if they're doing it correctly, they will have it neatly stacked. They will have them organized in such a way that the inspector can tell those are waste tires and these are resellable used tires, which he think doesn't mean that right. My brother's an engineer and he was telling me I actually bought a set of tires for my Jeep. I got one, I got a Jeep, I got a set of tires for rugged terrain, I got street tires. And I was asking him about the, the life of a tire. If you took the tire and you set it, you know, in inside of a, 
heated and cooled facility vis-a-vis -vis just leaving it out in the yard. I don't know what to do with them. It had an extra set. So I was asking him, he actually said that if they sit outside like that, they will lose their life over a short period of time, like four years? I think there there is sunlight will damage a tire just like most things and it will cause them to break down. They are tougher than most things you leave outside, but they, they will definitely degrade over time. I, I noticed too that they didn't have some type of covering over the top of it. I guess that would be a, a, a not a requirement, but if they wanted to keep the longevity of those used tires longer, it would seem that they would want to shelter them in such a way as to keep the sunlight off of them. And they also hold water. So our other concern at DHEC is that they have to keep them, if they don't keep them covered, they've got to control some mosquitoes in some Mosquito. other way because they will hold water if you store tires outside. So that's always a concern. So they're not required right now to have any type of cover over them? They are required to control some mosquitoes by cover or some other method. Now, if they're used tires, again, they kind of fall out of DHEC. Well, they do fall out of DHEC regulation, just like a new tire would be. It's product, they can sell it, they have to manage them appropriately. Obviously, if they're having a mosquito problem, that becomes a different DHEC issue. Uh, but in terms of the storage of resellable tires, they do not have to keep them covered, but they do have to control them. And do they have to keep the ones that are going to be shredded or, or used? They're going to have to be. They have to control for mosquitoes, and those should be undercover, but that is a, an ongoing problem, and that is not always the case. Any money in the budget for advanced recycling of these tires? I know we're, we're getting some science going about the recycling and it's becoming, hopefully, it'll become a profitable uh, situation. We, in the past, have done some research with Clemson University promoting different uses of these tires. I would love to be able to get back to that again to where we have some funding available right now because of the, the Viva cleanups uh, and because it's gotten so expensive to process tires. We don't have the funding available, but I'm hopeful that once the Viva cleanup, the second Viva cleanup is finished, and um, if the market settles down a little bit, we might be able to set aside a little bit of money to do some more of that. A, a lot of states are moving in that direction, uh, and I'd like us to be able to do that as well. Please do that, and in the event we can help, you know, get back with us, and let's see if we can help you do that. Because again, all of this stuff that we got out here, if we can figure out a way to turn it into a product in our capitalist system that helps everybody and, and cleans it up, because this stuff is a mess out there until we. Get something out of the Thank, Thank you. I appreciate that. We, we do appreciate that. Well, I just texted my friend to try and get the name of the company. I know that the gentleman that owns it is from India and he's stuck over there for COVID, but um, it's a company that they can take any manner of tire doesn't matter what shape it's in, and if they use a form of paralysis and can re get them basically now make new tires out of it. And they even can make their own fuel that is running the facility. So they don't have any cost. Basically, they get these, nobody wants the tires that they can regenerate. So they've got free product and then free uh, electricity and everything. Are you familiar with that? It's somewhere in South Carolina. Um. I'm not familiar with anybody in South Carolina doing that currently, but pyrolysis is something that's being done. There's like three in the country uh, that are being done um, with tires, and, it, and they do basically melt the tires and make a, a kind of a low-grade fuel and a carbon black. Uh, which yeah, that's what she said, carbon and, black. It makes it stronger or something. And the carbon black can be used in, in making new tires. The facilities that are running in the United States right now haven't really been able to make a carbon black that is 
um, of the quality that the tire companies would use again, but they, um, you know, but I do think some people are making things that can be used in other rubber uses to make the color better and so forth. He says that, um, in, okay, well, he says that uh, in their end product is carbon black added to raw rubber as a strengthening agent and um, it makes, and his product is in great demand, is what I'm told. So I'm not familiar with that particular company. I they would need a permit, so I'm not, I'm not going sure. I bet you're going to. I'm sure. So I'll find out. It looks like my client might come out and consider this from South Carolina. So maybe I just assumed this thing was in South Carolina. But anyway, I'll get more information. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Johnson. I noticed in the section 2, page 2 of the video under J, it says no later than 12 months after this is effective, the department shall promulgate regulations requiring all collectors, Haulers and disposers of waste times to obtain a permit or registration. They don't have to do that now? They do. Oh, okay. They do. And I'm looking to. Um... Silver Station 2. Okay. Line 7. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Never mind. Staff tells me that that's. that's oh, it's a B number. It is. Okay. okay. All right. I'll get the read. Anyone, uh, any other questions or uh, comments by anyone on the committee? Ms. Stunner from Richland, are you with us? Any pushback, any pushback from the, the businesses themselves as it relates to this new list, uh, this rebate list, any, any pushback from those folks? We have not. The, um, the rebate list was, we were already doing it because the Department of Revenue needed such a list. And so it was already part of our, uh, what we were doing operationally in order to provide that list to the Department of Revenue. This just sets it out clearly with transparency so everybody understands this is how we make it, this is how we, here's how we put it on it and it makes it more transparent and binding to the way we were really already doing it. How hard is it to get on the list? I facilities in place and all the permits and water and all every, everything in order to get it done I'm assuming before you get a permit. Yes yeah, so when you when you obtain your uh, waste tire processing permit you are automatically added to the list you are in the state of South Carolina. Now we have a number of, of um, retailers and counties that contract with companies outside of South Carolina and those companies not like to be added to the list and in that case we uh, check with the host county and, and just ensure that their permits are up to date and so forth in their host county. But they can then add it to So somebody from North Carolina, for instance, could across the, into your county sell tires or sell, and then you would check their bona fides in your county in South Carolina to make sure that they're receiving tires from a facility that meets, you said almost meets your requirements or like. So I guess it, you could also terminate and not accept those tires if they came from a facility that wasn't maintained correctly. Well, actually, it would be the tires going to the facility because these would be the facilities that accept the tires. But that's right. So what this list would do, uh, again, it's, it's set up for the retailers, but, but other people do use it as well as kind of a shortcut list of approved facilities. Uh, but that way, a retailer or a county facility that accepts tires, all of our county accepts tires as well, they have this list of people they know are permitted and they have approved to accept their tires. Are, are counties making money? 
Oh, no. no that, sell these tires? Or? Tires, it, we are paying so much. Everybody right now is paying a lot of money to get their tires picked up. And in fact, uh, several years ago, it was the norm that retailers would hire somebody to come take the tires themselves. But it's gotten so expensive that most retailers are now taking their tires to the county facilities uh, where the counties can't charge them. And then the counties pay to get rid of those tires. So it's gotten prohibitively expensive recently to manage tires. Y'all don't want to put those tires in the landfill, sure, right? Well, they can go in the landfill, um, but they do have to be cut into uh, pieces. So they have to be cut into eight pieces, for example, to go into a landfill. And that in and of itself is fairly expensive. Um, a whole tire does not vary <laughs> well, and they're very hard to manage. So they do have to be cut into pieces and put into the landfill. It is, uh, it is an option. For tires, we don't see a lot of it. Um, I think as pricing goes up and up, you know, as it costs more and more to recycle a tire, we I think we will start to see some instances where especially local governments may start cutting some tires. I like this idea about India. Maybe we can turn them all into petroleum and other tires. Thank you. Just a, a personal note that I've run into the, uh, in the sanitation business, my guys at the landfill tell me that if a, a tire gets put in a landfill buried with dirt, eventually it's going to work its way right back to the top. It's the most amazing thing you've ever seen. But, uh, any other questions or comments? Hearing none, the chair will entertain a motion. It's favorable. Move from favorable and a second. Is there any discussion? Senator from Richland, are you with us? I'm with you, yes. Did you have any questions or comments? No, not at the moment. Okay. I have a motion and a second. All in favor of uh, giving the bill a favorable report, reporting to full committee, say aye. Aye. Any opposed? All right. I think that could, thank you, ladies. I think that concludes our business today, and we are adjourned. Thank y'all. Thank you, Mr.